Are you pastoring a growing church? Do you even know how to quantify whether or not you are pastoring a growing church? This is something that all of us, um, all of us have to struggle with and wrestle with and, and answer the question of, is it, is it counting who's in the seats on a Sunday morning? Is it the budget that we have? Is it how many people are in the building? Um, how do we count and how do we know that we are pastoring a growing church? Because we all want that. We all want to pastor a growing church, but we never really know or are quite sure how to measure that or how to determine that. And so what we're going to do today in this episode is we're going to talk about how you, if you choose to, can can not only measure whether or not you're a pastor and growing church, but how you can know and trust that that's exactly how you need to measure it. So let's get started. So the big question is this. How do pastors like us who remain focused on the mission of Jesus and serving our communities without being distracted by everything in the world around us, how do we increase our effectiveness while living a lifestyle that doesn't compromise our health, our families, or our personal relationships with Jesus? That's the question this podcast is going to answer. I'm Dr. Brandon Party Cooper, and welcome to the Ministry Hackers Podcast. Welcome to today's episode, everybody. Welcome to Ministry Hackers. I hope you are doing well. If you are new with us uh, in this episode, I want to just say hi. I am Dr. Brandon Party Cooper. I am the founder of Ministry Hackers, um, and I'm so glad that you're a part of us, uh, part of this episode with us today. So as many of you know, we have been in a challenge over this last few days. We are in the How to Skyrocket Your Pastoral Staff's Productivity Challenge. We are in day four, um, and it's going great. It's so much fun. We're having so much fun, and we're diving into how you as a lead pastor can increase the productivity of your pastoral staff, how you can really invest into them, and exactly the step-by-step process you need to go through in order to boost their productivity so that in the end, the main goal is so that you as a lead pastor can know that you're pastoring a growing church, but then also have time with your family. Because that's a tension all of us struggle with in ministry. And then as lead pastors, particularly that's a tension that you really um, feel because you all, you know, you've been called to pastor this church and you want to, and you want to feel the, you know, you want to feel that you're doing your best and the church is growing and it's healthy and strong. But you want to do that without having to give all of your time and everything you have to that and leave your your family, leave your kids, leave your spouse, uh, kind of getting the leftovers. And so what we're doing this week is we're really showing you exactly the primary thing you need to do uh, to know that you're growing your church and know that you're investing in the right way there and spend time with your family, go on vacations, go to recitals, go to games, whatever it is that you want to do um, so that you don't have to, you know, the tension will never go away. But Uh, you can loosen the tension and release a little bit of that tension. And that's our goal for the week. And so it's a free challenge. Even though we're in day four, you can still jump in. That's all right. Because we have all the replays from the last few days. We have today at one o'clock central, we're going to go live. And then tomorrow's session, which tomorrow's going to be lots of fun. Um, A little uh, something that we're going to do something a little different tomorrow. So I'm super excited about that. So jump in. If you are listening to this and you have not signed up, you're not already in the challenge, pause this podcast jump on over to ministryhackers.com slash challenge, sign up uh, and jump into the challenge um, over these next couple of days. Get all the replays. You can watch them, catch up, watch today, watch tomorrow and be a part. I, I would highly encourage you to do it. Again, it's free. And so there's really no good reason not to jump in. So I um, hope you do that. Ministryhackers.com slash challenge. Okay. So today 
Uh, I'm flying solo. Uh, Jason flew solo yesterday and, um, you know, we, we're deep into this challenge. We're trying to get everything ready and, and working really hard. And so we want to just do a couple episodes, just, uh, just him. And then today and tomorrow will be just me. Um, and today I really want to tackle this, this idea, this topic of how do you know you're pastoring a growing church? Because even as we're in this challenge and, and we say, you know, you know, you want to, you, we have this tension of knowing that you're pastoring a growing church and um, spending time with your family. Well, pastoring a growing church is, is a little bit of a sub- subjective idea. Um, and, and, and we all kind of come to the table with different ideas or different uh, perspectives on what that looks like. And so I wanted to unpack it, at least from a ministry hacker's perspective. What is a growing church? Um, myself, in my ministry, I've been in churches. You know, I was in a church plant. We were about 100 people all the way up to I've served in two churches that were about 3,500, 3,000, somewhere around that window. And so I have a broad perspective on what a large church and a small church and a few churches in between, what that looks like. And one of the things that I know is that in ministry, we have this tendency to measure church growth by two primary things. What the number one thing is attendance. You know, you go to a conference or, you know, you go to a council or whatever with a bunch of pastors, you know, and somebody you don't know, usually the question right there at the front, somewhere in the first three or four questions is, so how big is your church? And, and it's, it's a fair question. It, it helps. I know for me, I want to know how big your church is so that I have a context on what the challenges you're facing, what the difficulties are, what, you know, what kind of resources you might be having, um, just so I can understand your situation. But I know that for a lot of us, we, it kind of puts us back sometimes, like how big is your church or what size is your church or whatever. And we almost feel this need, this internal need to, to almost apologize or justify, you know, oh, we're a church of about 250, but we're growing and we're, you know, we got these new ministries and it's, it, and it doesn't matter what the number is. Uh, again, when I was a part of a church of, of 3,500, <clears throat> you know, uh, some of the, the things that we would go to, we would interact and spend time with churches that were, you know, 5,000, 10,000. And so even though we were at 3,500, we would, you know, we, we had this tendency to, you know, say, oh, we, we're pastoring at a church of 3,500, but, you know, we have this thing going on and, you know, we always feel this need to justify the number. So, so numbers, attendance numbers is not a great way of measuring whether or not you're a growing church, because, you know, you could be a a church of 3,500 and you could be that church of 3,500 for 10 years. And, you know, it begs the question, are you really growing? You're large. Yes. But are you growing or on the same, uh, on the flip side of that, you could be a church of 120 and um, you've been 120 for the last 15 years and you're not really growing. You're just maintaining that 120. And so attendance is really not a great way to measure whether or not you're pastoring a growing church, because that's ultimately, again, what we all want. We want to pastor growing churches, churches that aren't staying where they are, but are growing and, 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 and advancing. And, and, and so how do we measure that? So it's, I don't think it's attendance. Uh, the, other, the other way we tend to measure growth is by um, the budget or tithing. You know, how much, how much are people giving uh, to the church? Um, and, and this is important, incredibly important because, you know, churches, as much as we may not want to admit it, or we kind of skirt around the idea, churches are organizations. And as organizations, we have to pay taxes, we have to pay bills, you know, we have to pay our employees, you know, we have to pay our pastors, we have to, you know, it's an organization that runs. And so we need to have um, a healthy budget to sustain and to, you know, advance whatever it is we're wanting to do. If you're wanting to start a ministry in your church, well, at some point, you're going to have to funnel resources to that ministry in order to make it 
effective and growing and, and, um, and, and impactful in your community or whatever the goal of that ministry is. So, so finances are important. But at the same time, is that a good measurement of growth? You know, uh, let's say you're a church of 250 people, 300, and, you know, you have uh, a budget of a million dollars. That's incredible uh, in some parts of the country. That's an incredible budget for um, a church of, of 250, 300. But in other parts of the country, uh, that's actually low. Um, if you have, if you're particularly in a white collar, uh, tech heavy um, community and you're pulling people from that community, well, you know, to have a budget of a million with 250, that's, that's really not even scratching the surface of what those 250 people could be and should be giving in tithes. And so, you know, budgets are, you know, they're nice to have big ones. Uh, it doesn't matter what size of church you are. It's always nice to have a big budget. But it's not a great measurement of growth. It's not a great measurement of knowing whether or not you are a healthy, growing church. Um, and so if it's not attendance and it's not budgets, how do we measure it? So for me, and in, in, in our ministry hacker community and, and from a ministry hacker mindset, we have to get away from those two. We have to get away from attendance and get away from budget because quite honestly, those are very subjective measurements um, to church growth. And they never really capture what's happening at the church. And quite honestly, if we focus on attendance and we focus on, on, on budget, then we lose focus on what we really should be doing and where we really should be putting our attention and putting our energies. And so my, what I'm advocating and what I'm saying we really need to measure to see whether or not we're growing church. There's two measurements. And the first one is, are we as a church, and, and when I say we as a church, I'm saying, are we as a pastoral staff, you as a lead pastor, you as a kids pastor, you as a youth pastor, whatever role you're in, are you as a pastoral staff, are you discipling other people? Are you in now? And I'm not saying on a Sunday morning, because quite honestly, Sunday mornings are not great discipleship atmospheres. Um, the, the room is too diverse. Uh, we're trying to reach people who are brand new coming into the church. Um, we're trying to reach people who have been there for 20, 30, 40 years. You know, the, the Sunday morning service is a great anchor point for all of us in ministry, but it's not discipleship. So, so, so the question then is, is how are you, or are you, are you growing disciples? Do you have a, a systematic, methodical, intentional process of, of, of growing disciples into deeper relationship with Jesus, first of all. Um, and, and how are you measuring that? So, you know, do you have a discipleship class that, you know, 60% of your people have gone through? Or do you have a discipleship program that, you know, online that people are watching and you're tracking, you know, their progress through that? Or are there, are there gateways or doorways that they're coming through where, you know, when they reach this benchmark, uh, they kind of move to the next level and, and, and how many people are, what's the, what's the retention rate from one level to another? However, you've created your discipleship system. How are you measuring growth? How are you measuring whether or not people are moving through it and coming to the end, whatever that may look like? And my advocacy is, you know, you have a very clear kind of beginner's discipleship process that then leads into the next level of a deeper leadership process. And we see this modeled in Jesus where he disciples his disciples and then he turns around and he sends them out and they become um, leaders themselves. 
And so that's, so, so I'm talking about really about that first piece are, are you, do you have a system that's moving people through discipleship, methodical, intentional, um, deeper, uh, relationship with Jesus, uh, spiritual disciplines, those types of things. And then, so that's the first one. Are you making growing disciples? Then the, the, the back end of that is, are those disciples discipling others? Because here's the thing, most of us in, in our churches, and this is American church across the board, we have great programs and great experiences that we put people through, and eventually it just lands them in the pew on a Sunday, and that's where they land, and that's where they end, and that's kind of, you know, sure, they may volunteer as ushers and greeters, and, you know, they may volunteer in the kids area, the youth department, but are they truly a part of the discipleship experience of other people in the church? Are they personally walking people through person, uh, spiritual growth? Are they walking them through, you know, so, so again, looking at the, the model that Jesus gave us, we had, you know, that front end beginner discipleship and then the back end leadership development, discipling others. When you're moving people out of the first phase into the second phase, are they leading in such a way where they're managing systems or they're managing uh, different programs or ministries around the church? Or are they actually going back and discipling in the first phase? Are they taking a handful of people and really loving on them and walking them through their spiritual growth and development? Are they discipling others? Are they becoming disciplers themselves? And I think that when we're coming down to, do you pastor a growing church? That's the question that we're asking. Are you discipling people who are then discipling other people? Because if you're doing that, then things like attendance and budget take care of themselves. In the, like in the data world, what we would, what we would say is we would say that attendance and budget are lagging metrics. And what we mean by that is, you know, at the end of the process, that's that's the metric that we're that we're measuring. So think about budgets. You know, people don't usually tithe right away. You know, they come into the church, they get a feel, they get to know, you know, the church culture and they spend time and they decide, yes, you know, I want this to be my church. And so they kind of buy in, maybe they go to membership class, or they go to a, a, the culture experience or, you know, whatever else they get in, they say, hey, this is my church. And then they buy into the church as a whole, it becomes their church home. And then after that, then somewhere around there, they decide, oh, maybe I should tithe to the church. And a lot of that's dependent on how often uh, the lead pastor is talking about tithing and talking about the spiritual discipline of giving back to God. And so, you know, to how long it takes that person to come to the realization, oh, I should be tithing, you know, it could be months and even years. And so by the time they actually start tithing on a regular basis and giving faithfully to the church, they've already been a part of the congregation for weeks, months, and again, maybe even years. And so that's not a great metric because it's measuring way down the road from that initial entrance into the church. Same thing with attendance. You know, nowadays, you know, people attend once a month, maybe. Um, you know, if we get them there twice a month, it's great. If we get them there three or four times a, a month, they're rock stars in our church because attendance on a weekly basis, physically in the building, is and this is I'm talking pre-COVID. That was already hard. Now post-COVID, um, it's even harder. And so attendance is not great because you know there's a lot of people who don't attend our services on a Sunday morning and physically in the space who tithe on a regular basis, or 
who don't come on a Sunday morning and, 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 and sit in our pews on a Sunday morning, but they are maybe involved in a discipleship program. Uh, and so attendance and, and, and budgets are both laggard or, or late metrics for us to measure. And so really when we're measuring a growing church, it's coming down to, are we discipling the people that call our church, their church home? And when we are done or at least move them through that beginning phase of discipleship, are they then turning around and discipling others? Have we developed them and grown them and discipled them in such a way that they value discipleship so much that they're going out and discipling other people? And that ultimately is how a church grows. Whether the attendance on a Sunday morning grows or whether the budget grows, if you're discipling people who are discipling others, the kingdom of God is growing. And that's what a growing, healthy church looks like. And so... So I guess what I'm saying, you know, as we've gone through this challenge, you know, we've, we've used the phrase pastor, a growing church. And I think as we've gone through this challenge, there's been a little bit of, bit of me that's um, maybe struggle with that a little bit because a growing church is such a subjective phrase. And we all, we all measure that and look at it differently. And so I wanted to take time just to clarify, at least from my standpoint, from a ministry hacker standpoint, this community of pastors and ministry leaders that we are growing and developing and, you know, has been so wonderful uh, to be a part of over this last year or 10 months, I guess, that we've been doing it. I want to clarify what growing church is because I don't want any of us in this community to think that, especially on my end, that I'm thinking attendance or budget because that's not at all what I'm saying. Even in the challenge, we're talking about how to, um, how to skyrocket your pastoral staff's productivity so that you can have a growing church and spend time with your family. The idea is not increase the productivity of your pastoral staff so that there are more people sitting in the pews on Sunday morning. That's not the goal. Now, if that happens, that's great. But the goal is increase or skyrocket your pastoral staff's productivity so that you can pastor a church that's discipling people and creating disciple makers and spend time with your family. Because I think when we get down to brass tacks and we get down to what Jesus has called us to do, particularly those of us who are, uh, who are vocational ministry professionals, he's called us to go and make disciples. Now I would argue that's for everybody, but for us in particular, we are to go and make disciples because what, what, what scripture tells us is that you and I, as pastors and ministry leaders, we are called to go and equip the saints to equip the saints for the work of the ministry. And so if we're not making disciples and making disciples and growing disciples to be disciple makers, then we are not equipping the saints for the work of the ministry because the work of the ministry at the very core of what it is, it's discipleship and making disciple makers. And so from here on this point on, as we talk about all the things that we talk about on this podcast, those of you who are in the challenge with us, you know, whenever I say pastor, a growing church, I'm talking about, are you, are we, are we discipling others to then be disciple makers? Because I think that if, if everything else goes by the wayside, if we lose all of our attendance on a Sunday morning, if we lose the budget, and we have to shut churches down. If we have effectively discipled people who are discipling others, then the kingdom of God continues to advance. We don't need buildings. We don't need meeting spaces. We don't need ministries and programs. 
because disciples are making other disciples who are making other disciples. And then we start getting into the, the, the principle in scripture of multiplication. That's how the, 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 the kingdom of God advances. That's how the gospel is shared. That's how people's lives are changed. It comes down to, are we making disciples and are we then sending those and releasing those disciples to make other disciples? So I hope that resonates with you today. I hope that you are connecting with that and you understand, like if you're in a small church and you're saying, Hey, we don't have a large church. We don't have lots of people. We don't, you know, we live in a small town. Like, you know, we're never going to grow to the size of 500 or a thousand people because our church just isn't, or our town just isn't that big. That's all right. It doesn't, it's, it's not about attendance. The question is, is are you doing everything you can to disciple that community of people that you have? Everybody in your faith community, are they disciplers? Are they going out and discipling others? And even if you're in a large church, I, again, I've served in large churches. It's easy to get caught up in the programs and the ministries and all of the things that are going on and, and just maintaining the, the church. But are you losing sight of discipleship? Are you calling Sunday morning your discipleship piece? Even small groups a lot of times are not really discipleship. It's not systematic. It's not intentional. So what are you doing if you're a large church? What are you doing to keep your eyes focused on discipling and making disciple makers? That's my challenge to you. That's my encouragement to you is get away from this idea of attendance and budgets. Because honestly, particularly in the kingdom of God, none of that matters. What really matters is are we creating disciples who are then going out and discipling others? That's it. So again, I hope that resonates with you. Um, hope that is uh, helping you, encouraging you, even challenging you a little bit. <clears throat> again, if you are not in the challenge with us already, we're day four. Today's going to be a great day. We're going to dive into probably the best part of the entire challenge uh, these next couple of days. And so if you're not in the challenge, I want to encourage you, jump in. How to skyrocket your pastoral staff's productivity particularly using the Strengths Finder assessment. Today is day four. We're going to go live here at 1 p.m. Central Time uh, to get day four started. You can go to ministryhackers.com slash challenge, fill out just your name, your email, and you'll get everything. You'll get access. You'll jump in um, and be a part of today's session. Tomorrow's session, we have all the replays um, for the rest of the week that you can go back and watch and catch up um, whenever you have a chance. But I want to encourage you, if you're not already in to the challenge, jump in because today and tomorrow, are going to be the best. These two days are my favorite part. And so, um, so I encourage you to jump in, join the challenge, be a part. Um, yeah. And then tomorrow, what we're going to do here on the podcast, we're going to have the last day of the challenge here in the podcast. What we're going to do is we're going to look back just on this week and everything that we've learned. And I'm going to share just kind of my thoughts. Um, on what the challenge has been. It's the first one we've ever done here at Ministry Hackers. Um, it will not be the last one um, after we've done this one. <clears throat> it's been a lot of fun. We have a lot, you know, a lot of people engaging. And so, you know, I'm excited about that. And so um, we will do other challenges as the days uh, unfold and as we look forward in the future. Um, but tomorrow I'm just going to reflect on what this challenge has taught me, um, what it means for you as, you know, the Ministry Hacker community, as pastors and ministry leaders who, you know, who are just who are ready to turn the page and do something different, who are ready to be innovative, ready to, um, you know, say, okay, ministry is, needs to go through a shift and a change and we need to do things differently. Um, and, and if you're raising your hand, you're saying, yes, I agree. And I want that. Um, and you're a part of this ministry hacker community. I'm going to share a little bit tomorrow um, what I've learned and how it's going to shape 
how we move forward. So I hope that, I uh, hope you're with us. Uh, join the challenge. Hope you're with us tomorrow in tomorrow's podcast. Um, I hope you have a wonderful rest of the day. For those of you who are, this is your day off, or maybe tomorrow is your day off, rest. Uh, take it easy. Uh, the weekend is coming. Sunday is coming. So it's going to be a lot of things to do. So make sure you're taking time to take care of yourself. Pastors and ministry leaders need to relax and rest and take care of themselves. And so make sure you're doing that. And I will see you in the next episode.